Hello, everyone. Happy Friday. I don't know about you, but this week definitely felt a little bit longer than most. And being the final Friday before the election, I have a feeling this weekend will feel shorter than most. But regardless, congratulations. You have made it to the end of another week. And that means it's time for Health and Fitness Friday here on the Essential Strength Podcast. This is the bite-sized podcast meant to make you a little smarter as the week comes to a close. Last week, we talked about how persistent or chronic pain changes your brain. And as promised, this week we're talking about how to take control and start undoing some of these painful connections and feedback loops that cause pain when you just think about an activity like walking or carrying your groceries. I read a great analogy for neuroplasticity since our last conversation, and I want to share that. So neuroplasticity is the phenomenon in which our brain and neural network physically changes as we go through life experiences. The analogy was this. Think of a river carving out a channel. The more water that flows through the channel, the slicker and deeper it becomes. To that, I would add, as the channel becomes deeper, the more water will be able to pass through every minute, every hour, and every day. And if that channel is maladaptive, if it's creating networks that do more harm to your quality of life than good, you want to get to work diverting the flow of water while it is a slow trickling stream rather than waiting until it is a rushing river. Our brain is an efficiency addict. And in persistent pain scenarios, it becomes increasingly efficient at creating the messages familiar to and consistent with our symptoms. So efficient that even after an injury has healed, our brain has gotten the network established to continue creating its specific pain messages. Just to quickly paint a dramatic picture of how this works before moving into how to retrain the brain, I want to touch on the phenomenon of phantom pain for those not familiar. Phantom pain refers to pain that an amputee will experience in a limb that is no longer there. For example, a burn victim or someone who experiences a traumatic crush injury in a car crash and loses their leg, their lower leg, let's say, as an example. It is not at all uncommon for a person in scenarios like this to experience foot pain and lower leg pain, even when they no longer have a foot or a lower leg. The brain has created such a detailed, precise, and efficient map of those body parts, it doesn't even need the physical structure to be there to be able to feel things like pain. Luckily, just like the brain rewired itself to feel pain after an injury or without an injury, you know, for that matter, pain does not require injury to start. The brain can be rewired again to achieve relief. This positive adaptation often takes a bit more patience, a bit of help, and a lot of intentional work. Simply being educated, listening to podcasts like this, reading articles like the one I've linked in the show notes. That is part of the rewiring process because it creates hope 
and gives you a sense of control in place of the existential dread that persistent pain can create. There are also specific disciplines within psychology that are particularly useful in addressing stubborn pain. For example, cognitive behavioral therapy focuses on changing negative thoughts and behavior patterns and aids you in creating positive coping strategies. Acceptance and commitment therapy focuses on helping you accept the negative thoughts, such as the ones that become glued to pain, and understand that they don't need to lead to negative actions that reinforce the hopelessness you may be feeling. Graded exposure therapy. This tackles the fear avoidance that often develops nefariously as pain becomes persistent or chronic. As fear-inducing activities are tackled in bite-sized pieces, the brain is rewired to experience them differently and more positively. Biofeedback techniques also help bring awareness to other processes in your body, your breath, your heart rate, while you're experiencing pain or fear. Through awareness, there is the opportunity for control and the potential for outstanding outcomes in people with persistent pain. And all the while, while you work with a professional, you can practice good self-care, eating well, getting enough sleep, staying socially engaged, and you can stay physically active. As we've talked about before, exercise is fantastic for pain management and reduction in pain experience, and it really doesn't matter what type of exercise you do as long as you stay engaged consistently. Linking a deep purpose, ideally an altruistic one that benefits others, loved ones, family, the world as a whole. If you can link a deep purpose to your pain management goals, you will also increase your chances of success. Pain might feel unmanageable, but it's always on a spectrum of less manageable to more manageable. And there is always hope. Of course, if you can start to address the pain you're feeling while it's a trickle, just a stream, rather than waiting and putting that off and saying, well, maybe it'll just go away. And by the time you get to work on it, you know, it's, it's a, it's a whitewater river. You're going to have a better outcome when you tackle the stream. But again, there's always hope. It's never completely unmanageable. We're going to continue this conversation next Friday as well. I'll catch y'all then.